Oh, dude, I fucking uh, hit me in the face. Krakatawa. <laughs> Happy Friday. Shed some light. Episode 14 coming back. Michael and Jack. That's two touchdowns for everybody out there. In the house. Episode 14. We're cooking through these episodes. Flying. Kinda Flying. Like I kind of like it. But before we dive too deep into this, Jack, our audience, our fans, our listeners are growing. Growing. We're looking at the we're looking at the behind the scenes numbers here. And we truly appreciate everyone who is listening to these shows. Why ever you're listening. We Shout out to all the friends who have told friends, if yeah. you know what I'm saying. If you're a friend, tell a friend. Keep on listening. Uh, so we appreciate everyone that's jumping on board much, here. Much love to all the listeners out there. Very much love. Now, real quick, going off that topic, it was brought up to me the other day. What do you think would be a good name? Not we're not we're not talking about our listeners here. This is this is a family on Shed Some Light. What do you think our Shed Some Light family's name should be? You have any ideas off the top of your head, or should we leave that open for the listeners, the family, to come up with their own suggestions? Huh? Put me on the spot here. I know, I know. I didn't, I didn't give you this one ahead of time. The only thing that I've thought up of so far are the lighters, but I, I don't know how I feel about that. L i t e r s. Yeah, because I feel like if you just say that, you can kind of take it two ways as in like lighters, like Miller lighters, but you can also take it like spark some up. We're going to smoke some weed lighters. So I don't know. I don't know if we can do that. I'm just I'm throwing it out there. I'm trying to get the, with them. the, the, like the, the Miller, juices, the creative the juices bench. flowing. I don't know. We'll, we'll, hey, we'll put a pin in that, take a deep dive, you know, circle back. <laughs> circle back to that one. So if, if anyone, if any of the family of listeners has any suggestions, feel free and let us know. I'm going to like think of one like midway through the episode and I'm just going to blurt it out. And if I do, just, just remember this part. Hey, please do. Please do. So before we jump into anything further, I got another, another five-star review coming in hot that I would like, hot, hot, hot. I'd like to share today. This one says, this podcast is a must in capital letters, a must listen. Must. Says Miller Lite is the best beer and this is the best podcast. Those are just two undeniable facts right there. I was going to say that's just straight stating facts. Did you see, uh, real quick, did you see the tweet I sent you? Oh, of those jackets? I don't care how much those cost. I'm going to buy one tomorrow. I cannot wait. I'm going to buy one. It could cost $400 and I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'm very excited. I don't, I don't give two shits. If that thing, if that thing costs 700, I'll buy it. It was, uh, those jackets were so sweet. In case anyone hasn't seen today, as you're listening to this. Mitchell and Ness and Miller Lite are doing a collab to come out with Miller Lite. They're almost like leather Letterman jackets, and they are fucking sweet. They are so cool. So cool. They come out, as you're listening to this, they come out on a Friday. I know you like that. Me getting the date right. Yeah, there you go. There you Let's go. Let's go. And so <laughs> I will be on that website whenever they come out, and I will pay however much money they I'm, cost. I'm looking at them right now. It's a nice, it's a deep navy jacket. It's got the big gold Miller in the Miller Lite font right across the front of it. And then some nice white subtle trim on the sleeves and neck. It's classic. I'm, it says, I'm not even kidding you. I'll pay like probably up to like $500. For that, that. that jacket says, hey, 
not only do I look good, but I'm also here to drink. Yeah. <laughs> but it says not also do I look good. I also drink the best beer, so. The, uh, the finest of fine pilsners. I'm a fine guy, and I'm drinking a fine pilsner is what it tells you. That is right. That is right. So I'll be on the, I'll be on the hunt for the, one of those tomorrow. If only we had the Miller Lite hookup and could get those ahead of time or, like, secure a spot with those, dude. One day. I mean, I'm refreshing that website all day tomorrow. <laughs> this was like the uh, the Miller Lite timeshare when they first released that, and then we instantly just got on it, and it was just booked, just completely booked. Like, how do you do that? How are you supposed to get in that fast? It's crazy. I know. I got nothing. But at the same time, you know, it's not that surprising because Miller Lite is the best beer, so it's insanely popular. So, Hey, there's no better time to get on board than right now. Amen. <laughs> so as it's a Friday here, we're going to take a quick positive look ahead to this weekend before we get into a probably very negative sports dump. Jack, it is Friday. We got, we got a lot to be happy about there. You looking forward to this weekend? I am. Good to come visit you. Yeah, that's right. Jack's coming to visit. Heading, the- heading back into Chicago for another weekend. The Shed Some Light Boys back together. Can't ask for more than that. Very excited. (laughs) Got a good weekend ahead of us. With that being said, though, we're going to take a quick turn for the worse here. We got a sports dump, and uh, the pretty much only topic we're going to focus on today during the sports dump is the Chicago White Sox and losing in the playoffs. Now, I told you I had a take about this that you probably weren't expecting. And I'm anxious to hear this because I told you I didn't want to hear it until we were recording. I'm very positive. Okay. Explain. I think this gets Rick Renteria fired, and if that does happen, it is a successful season in my eyes. I had a feeling that that was the positive light coming out of this. I would I would rather lose in the first round of the playoffs and have Rick Renteria fired than make a deep run to like the ALCS or the ALDS and not have Rick Renteria fired. I think that... I would rather sacrifice this season for four to five good seasons to come than like stumble into the ALCS and have Rick Renteria extended for multiple years. So yesterday's game, as everyone is listening to this, was, um, you know, all I could think of watching the game was uh, the movie Cars when Lightning McQueen blows a tire and then has to try and finish the race, like on no tires left. Like it was just us like squeaking, trying to cross the finish line. And it was, it was a complete train wreck in my mind. Like, I mean, it was, it was, you, you trip on like the sidewalk, you get up, you take two steps, you trip again, then you get up and you trip again and you get up and you trip for a fourth time. Like I'm, I don't get me wrong. I'm sad that we don't get to watch any more White Sox baseball this season. But like you were saying, if in the long run it gets us to a better place, like it's the sacrifice that we all have to pay. But I'm going to miss watching the White Sox. Oh, 100%. 100%. I kind of want to break it down real quick game by game. We'll obviously talk about the game that happened yesterday um, the most because it's the most recent one. Game one, Giolito fucking shoves. Just shoves. He just told the ace to sit the fuck down. Every single batter that came up wasn't even close. They couldn't even touch anything that Lucas Giolito had. It was a great game start to finish, but it's 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 it didn't cost us, but Giolito was 100% left in too long, and that's a managerial issue. 
you have to be able as a manager to separate your feelings from what you need to do in that game. I don't care what Giolito tells you. The second he goes four pitch walk to start the eighth, you pull him immediately. He up until the eighth immediately. Inning, up until the eighth inning, he proved that he was a grade A far and away number one pitcher. An ace. He proved he was an ace. Yeah. Yeah. An ace to to basically every team in the MLB. He'd be the their ace. But Renteria is just a like they said it on the broadcast. Giolito came out of that game and he was pissed because he gave up that walk and he gave up, I want to say, a single that advanced the guy to third. And he was pissed when he was sitting on the bench. And he shouldn't have been pissed because guess what? He pitched seven and two-thirds and one earned run. He shouldn't have been pissed at all yeah. because he sh- should have got brought out with one guy on base in the top of the or bottom of the seventh, and he should have been extremely happy. Yeah. That's it. Should never have been pissed, and that's on Renteria a thousand percent. You gotta know your guys. And I don't care how much Giolito tells you, oh, I can go another guy. The second he walks a guy on four pitches in the eighth, you pull him immediately. Yep. You knew right there he didn't have his stuff. Get him out, go to the bullpen. It's not what he wants, it's what the team wants. You have to be able to know that. You have to pull him. And that's the shit that just Giolito just, or uh, Rentry just doesn't have it. And he did it again in game two where he fucks it. Game two, we're behind the eight ball immediately because it's the one game that we needed Keichel to perform well. And it was the one game all year he didn't. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to knock Keichel. He's been amazing all year. So I have, I have no ill will or anything towards him. I'm ready for next year. I'm ready to rock again with him. He's been great, but when it comes to it and it's one out with guys on runners and or runners on first and second and like the, what was it? Sixth inning. Yep. You pinch hit Zach Collins, who's played nine games and had 16 at bats all year. What the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. Like, what is that pinch hit? What What makes you think he's ready? You have James McCann sitting on your bench, and you don't fucking pinch hit him. You pinch hit Zach Collins. I, I, dude, that's just stupid managerial move. Going off that, I really hope that yesterday wasn't James McCann's last game in a White Sox uniform. God, no, sign him. That's that's my that's one of my offseason moves is sign James McCann. Uh, okay, he, even we need to get rid of Edwin. You know, he's oh, a veteran. Edwin. He's a veteran. I understand it was a it was a tough year for him, but he did not do what we signed him for. If we can get rid of him and go through the rotation I of mean, Jose, Yaz, and James as first base catcher in DH. Through that, I'm completely fine we, with that. We signed we signed Edwin to a one year, so he's gone regardless. Like, there's no way we sign him. But I wouldn't even mind re or trying to go out and get another DH. Possibly, I don't think there's any ones that really like jump out at me that I'm like, yeah, like this is a guy I'd sign over James McCann. So, like in that case, I'd rather have James McCann and Yaz probably trade places as catcher DH type of thing. Yep. So I hope the White Sox are smart enough to see that. Um, and then even if you need to give Jose a rest, put Yaz at first, let yeah. James catch, and let Jose yeah. DH. Uh, kind of going back to game two, I hate to say this. It like honestly pains me to my core. Magical cost us that game. Nobody yeah. else but Magical cost us that game. Yeah. And Magical but, gives up two runs on an error that he should have uh, – a play he should have made, and then he has a stupid fucking base running error when he steals second, and Tim slaps one in the right when he should have been a third – and the next batter, Yohan hits a piss missile to the wall that gets robbed, and he should have scored on. 
All right, so two things going off that. Again, this is where we're making the short-term sacrifices for long-term gains. Nicky Mads' first playoff series, he can get those errors out this season, and I'm hoping that that makes him that much better for next season. Second 100%. thing, after today, other than today, Johan's bat needed to wake up. He's been bad all... Well, okay, first of all, he got so unlucky this whole whole series... You, there is no one in our entire team that was more unlucky than Johan this entire series. That man slapped balls to the walls. Hey, how you doing? Hey. All day, <laughs> all day, all series, and got robbed every single fucking time. So you know, you know when I knew it was over for us is when uh, when we in, walked in two fucking batters. No, in yesterday's game, as you're listening to this, when uh, Lastella made that bobbling over the shoulder catch. Was, oh yeah. It, it, it was just you. Everything was going the A's way. Like it was just one of those days where literally nothing was going right for the Sox. Oh, let me tell you. If you want to get into yesterday's game, this is this is where I'll turn negative because I got a lot of shit to say about yesterday's game. Okay. First, I'm going to start with non-White Sox people. Whoever was behind the plate, go fuck yourself. Your strike zone was absolutely horrendous. It changed absolutely so horrendous. It changed the whole game. First first inning, you're giving everything below, everything above. Nothing on the outside. Probably second, midway through the second, through the seventh, you're giving everything inside and outside, nothing up top or down low. And I'm talking nothing. Not even balls that were in the strike zone up top and down low you were given. Then eighth, ninth inning, just everything that was remotely close to the plate, you were calling a strike. You're a fucking idiot, whoever you were behind the plate. You were legitimately blind. Second of all, this goes back to my point that I made on an earlier podcast about ESPN hating the White Sox. Jessica Mendoza. I have I have a started. fucking quote that you said during the game today that pissed me off beyond fucking belief, and it wasn't even fucking remotely true. You said, and I quote, Tommy Listella has had the best plate appearances in this series. You want to I'll throw some fucking numbers out there for you. Uh Tommy Lasella was three for 11 with one walk. Tim Anderson, nine for fucking 14. Motherfucker is batting 643, and you tell me Tommy Lasella is having the best plate appearances? Get the fuck out of my face, Jessica Mendoza. Just read the stats. Read a stat one time, please. So that's just not even remotely close to being true. I know, I know that as teams get better, they put us on national broadcasts. I hate, 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 hate with a passion national broadcasts, ESPN specifically. If I could have had the local NBC Sports Chicago broadcast for those games, it wouldn't have fixed the losing, obviously, but at least it would have been commentators who knew baseball. These, these people on ESPN are, were just trash bags. All they did, all they did was just... Oh, the Oakland A's pitchers. Oh, this and that. Their bullpen. Oh, this. Oh, look at Tommy Lasella having a seven-pitch at bat, a nine-pitch at bat where he strikes out. But, oh, that was a great plate appearance. They didn't even mention the fact that Tim Anderson was just dominating at the plate. They, they threw up a gla- graphic on screen that was like, oh, yeah, you know, he's the first person ever in Major League history to have three three-hit games and three uh, postseason appearances. She's so like, oh, whatever. We'll, we'll breeze past that fact. It's like, can you give us some credit? 
I, anything. I am very glad. So I ended up going out to dinner yesterday uh, and it kind of took the place of the ending part of the game. I still had it up on my phone. I was watching the whole thing, but that then gave me a little bit of gap between the end of the game and us recording. And I'm very glad it did because I was, I had some choice words that I was going to use. I've decompressed since then, but I still think I'm still heated about it. The, the, I'm, at the end of the day, like I said, I'm very positive because I think it gets Renteria fired. But Renteria in this game, Renteria this whole year, has never overmanaged. He's always undermanaged no matter what. He's always left people in too long. He's always just been like, ah, don't worry, like he'll get another out. The one game he overmanaged, he fucked it beyond belief. So here's he, my Frank Frank Thomas said this on the NBC Sports post game. And it's so true. He had the bullpen going after one batter in the first inning. Talk about sandbagging your starting pitcher. That's going to be the most demoralizing thing ever if you're Dane Dunning. Dane Dunning did absolutely nothing wrong. This is a great first inning. Sure, he's got man on first and second, but that's what you that's what you got to have your guy do. You got to have him get out of jams. And instead, you go to you you immediately start warming up the bullpen, and you just absolutely fucking sandbag your pitcher's mental ability. I was, Don't get me wrong. Garrett Crochet coming in there. He, fucking hell yeah, Garrett Crochet. But I'm not happy because I think he's probably going to get Tommy John and be out for next year, which fucking sucks. You think? But yeah, he, had, he left the game with left forearm tightness. The left forearm tightness is Tommy John. Uh, I hope not. As I, I Trust me, I don't want to say that, but I like being realistic, I think he does. So here's my question to you then. What are the off-season moves that we need to make? Sign Trevor Bauer, number one, far and away, not even close. You need a third pitcher. This game showed it to you. You need a third pitcher. You have to have it. And who's going to be our manager? Fucking anybody with a heartbeat that knows anything about baseball besides Rick Renteria. Anybody. Okay. If I had my pick, A.J. Brzezinski. Okay. I'd, I'd, I'd give the manager, don't get me wrong. I'd keep Renteria as a bench coach. I'll keep Rick Renteria any day of the week. The players love him. He's just an idiot when it comes to managerial moves. He mismanaged this bullpen today and it was a fucking disaster. All right. So here's my, here's my proposal question to you to lead us to a world series championship in 2021. Are you going to have more faith in Rick Renteria who has proven to be not a very good manager? I'll take the I'll take the second option to this, and it doesn't matter what you say. Or AJ Przinsky as Anybody. with AJ. no managerial AJ. experience. A- AJ, AJ, AJ. It's I, dude. You could tell me who would you have more faith in, Rick Renteria? Like I said, you don't even have to say the second half of that question. I'll pick the other person. I want I with want Rick Renteria. Rick Renteria in every big game will inevitably fuck the White Sox, and that's that's a a, a, a guarantee. I want the uh, the duo of. AJ Przinsky and Paul Canerco, co-managers. Dude, oh yeah. And like, don't get me wrong. Like I said, I would love to have Rick Renteria as a bench coach. He is great with the guys. Everybody loves him. But when it comes down to making managerial moves, he's an absolute moron. Like one of the dumbest people, one of the dumbest managers in the MLB. He, He has maybe on his managerial moves won us one to two games, and he's lost us about eight to ten. 
And yep. you can't do that. You yep. cannot do that. I forget what the like exact quote is or who said it, but the quote is something along the lines of like a good baseball team on in a, in a normal 162 game season is going to win 70 and they're going to lose 70. And those 22 games that you have left is going to come down all to your manager. And Renteria is going to lose us fucking 15 out of those 20. And I don't want to sit here for another year and watch it. He's horrible. I have just pulled my hair out watching him lose us games this year, and I don't want to do it next year. Please, Jerry Reinsdorf, Rick Hahn, come to your fucking senses. Listen to literally everybody who's ever watched a White Sox game and fire Rick Renteria. Do uh do they have Twitter or social media accounts? Jerry Reinsdorf, Rick Hahn? I don't know. But let me tell you, White Sox Twitter, if they don't fire Renteria, might like might riot. We need to uh start tagging them in some of these off season posts here and see Dude, if Chuck, uh, Chuck Garfine, Frank Thomas, and Ozzie Gian this whole year have been ripping Renteria consistently on national television. It's it's as public as it gets. They know. Reinsdorf knows, Han knows, and it, 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 at this point, if they don't make the move, they're idiots because they they a hundred percent know that every single person with a a, a IQ over ten is is a hundred percent on board with firing Rick Renteria because he's an idiot. I mean, he's I'm horrible. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. He's horrible. Can we can we talk about some good things that happened today? Good things that happened today, uh, Luis. I want to talk about Cody Hoyer real quick, and I know he gave up a two-run home run, but the fucking nards on this kid to be put in with a, in a bases-loaded situation and strike out the A's best hitter, his balls are dragging on the ground. Oh yeah, he's Cody he's Hoyer. hold on, he's gonna Pat be tipsy, buddy. he's gonna be real good. I'm very excited oh, I'm so to uh, to see him and and see how he develops and stuff over the years. But uh, he's he's got a bright future ahead of him, definitely. He's the, he's the right-handed Chris Sale, and he's going to be so good. I'm so excited. Uh, so shout out to him. I, listen, I know, I know, I know. He gave up a two-run home run. It was a bad pitch. You know, Sean Murphy took took advantage of it, but still, big old Nards right there. Oh yeah, he threw a two-two. He threw a two-two changeup uh, in the same spot as two previous fastballs. That is a fucking ballsy move to pull the string right there. After going two fastballs in a row, and then you throw like a 10-mile-an-hour difference, oh, that is such a disgusting pitch. Such a disgusting pitch. So I'm excited to see him pitch for the next couple of years. Hopefully, if, I mean, like however many years he's in here, sign him again because he's fucking disgusting. Uh, and then I want to give a shout-out. We were saying he was in a slump. Luis Robert hit an absolute fucking piss missile to the moon it still might not have landed at the time we're recording this podcast recording this podcast about three hours after the white Sox game ended so just to give you a little time frame uh 487 feet second longest home run in the mlb this season longest in the stack cast era at ricky henderson field and he's a goddamn rookie the league is fucked I told you. I to, I've told you from the beginning of the season. This is the White Sox jersey that I want to get. I'm getting it, and I cannot wait to be at Guaranteed Rate Field, rocking a Luis Robert jersey, just watching this man grow up kid before like he, our kid eyes. Looks like he could play fucking middle linebacker in the NFL. Yep, an absolute fucking stud. Offensively, defensively, 
And that dude, I'm telling you, when he hit that home run, I blinked and the ball was off the screen. Oh yeah. That thing was hit. I want to, I want to say it was 115 miles an hour. Like it was, I think it was 112 or something like that. 112. Yeah. Dude. Like that's just, that's just a piss missile. Yeah. It was, it was a bomb and a half. And I thought, I thought, especially jumping out to an early lead, I thought that was going to kind of secure it for us today, yesterday. But I mean, if you want to talk about things that fucked us, Nick Capper not sent a magical around third when Tim Anderson hit a double is maybe the stupidest fucking move of all yeah, time. I, I don't the know fuck what you doing not sending him. Nick Magical could have fucking crawled home. Why are you not sending him? Yeah. This is so stupid. Yeah. It's just dumb shit like that. It's just like and and it's like Anderson Magical's on first and a one two count with Tim Anderson. You're stealing a thousand percent of the time right there with Magical. And yep. he had two pitches in a row where he could have stole. He just didn't. It's like Mad- or Renteria. Why are you not sending him? Worst case scenario, he gets thrown out and you have Tim with a fresh count next inning. I'll take that. Best case scenario, he steals second. And when Tim slaps the double that he does, Magical walks backwards back to home plate. It's such a stupid move. It's a dumb managerial move from top to bottom. you got to look at these little things and be like, how the fuck is he not fired? This was a very winnable series. But I'm hoping and I'm thinking that you're going to be right in the long run that it's going to prove to be beneficial. It's 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 my it only silver right lining. Now. It's why I'm staying positive. It sucks right now. But in the long run, I'm hoping and praying that it's positive. for the best. Our young guys look good. Renteria is a fucking idiot. It got the young guys Fire playoff Renteria. experience. It got the young guys playoff experience. Yeah. And at the end of the day, no one's going to give a fuck about this season. Yeah, asterisks now. Asterisks for sure. Whoever wins doesn't really count. Play a oh, full yeah. season. Then we'll this talk. Never really, this, never, this game never really counted in the first <laughs> place. So. You know if we won, it's a full – it definitely oh. counts. But oh, anyone yeah. else – Now that the White Sox I, I told, out, no, no, I told all my buddies this. I said this season does not count one bit unless the White Sox somehow win, then it 100% counts. Yeah, no, this season doesn't count anymore. For sure, it doesn't asterisks. Count. doesn't fucking count. For sure. No shot. You, you only counts. played 60 games. Nah, 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 nah. Nah, nah. <laughs> 100 games less than a normal season? Yeah, it doesn't fucking count. No, no. <laughs> doesn't so, count. All right, we got through our, our miserable sports dump. We're going we're gonna to lighten things up this whole rest of the Friday episode. Take a quick break here, and I'm very excited for our draft coming up on the other side. I'll let you take over that one when we get there, but uh, let's take a quick break, grab some refills. We'll see you on the other side. Uh, Back. Segment two. We've got our Miller Lite refills, and we have a pretty fun draft. We We were down in the dumps in our first sports segment there, so we need some positivity in our lives on this Friday. And I'm yes, going to let you explain this. I think I have a title for it, but I want you to explain it first, Jack. Okay, so it's it's very hard to explain. So it's the like top five of the like little subtleties in life that make you like unnecessarily happy. So the best way I can explain that is like little things that happen in your day to day life that are most of the time out of your control, but when they happen, it just like uh, immediately puts a smile on your face. You're like, ooh, you know, hey didn't expect that to happen but it did or like you do something you're like oh look at that you see what i just did right there bang put a (laughs) smile on your face with that one 
So in, in my, what I've come to think of when you mentioned this topic to me was the top five, it's the little things in life, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, li- <laughs> the little things in life, top five little things in life that make you smile. Yep. You know? Yep. So I believe this is your first pick. Okay. So I have, I don't really have a clear and away number one pick. So this is, this is tough for me. Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I have eight on my list right now, and my five that I'm going to use, I think, are all decent. But I think so, again, it plays into the thing. It's just very, little like weird. It's just the little things, right? Yeah. Okay, so here's what I'm going to go with for number one, and I, I it'll make take some exp, exp, explaining to do. That's all right. That's what we're here so, for. So my number one is going to be. Sneaking into an elevator when the doors are closing without touching it. So, like, when the doors don't, like, open back up, like, that's some James Bond shit. Like, Indiana Jones, like, the the the, the thing, the tomb is closing, and you just whoop right through there. Oh, dude, like, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready. That's really good. I'm ready I, to go find, like, I, the crystal skull. I literally did that less than two hours ago. It's awesome, right? <laughs> Doesn't it make you feel so cool? You're like, Snuck that was right slick. In. That, was that was slick good. by me. That was good. You like you see the doors closing. You're right there. You're like, whoop! Oh man, look at me! And then they don't like open back up. Like you know when you like you stick your hand there, they yep. open back up. And if you can slide through there without them opening back up, that's that's big time. I like that. That's what you're I like that. For. Okay, so I have a number one here too. I'm gonna say it, and then you can clarify if this counts as a pick or not because I have audibles that I can call because I don't know if it's gonna meet your qualifications here. Okay. So my number one pick, it has yet to happen to me, but I have done it for other people. So I'm hoping my good juju comes back around. And that is when the person in front of you buys your coffee. Okay. Yeah. I'll, no, I'll give it to you. So I've, I'll, I'll give that to you. I've done that for people in the drive through before, but I've never had it done to me. But I feel like if I were to just like pull up to the drive through window and they're like, yeah, the car in front of you bought your coffee today, that'd be sweet. No, I'll give it to you because I've had someone buy my whole meal before yeah. at a bar, which See? was awesome. Also going that off coffee, great feeling. going off coffee real quick. Um, Dunkin' Donuts is a million thousand billion percent greater than Starbucks. For the price, yes. Yes. But like, I okay, so like, I think if I ordered the exact same drink from Starbucks and Dunkin', I'd like the Starbucks one better, but like I'm paying $4 extra for the Starbucks one. Starbucks is where you can get all your fancy stuff. All I need is coffee with cream and sugar. And when I get that, I can get a large one of those at Dunkin' for like the price of like the smallest cup at Starbucks. So therefore, yeah. I love Dunkin'. Love it. Also, shout out to our uncle, Dunkin' Donuts Dunkin'. represent. Yup. <laughs> uh, okay, so so I like that one. I'll give you that. That was a good one. Okay. So my number two is going to be uh, hitting the perfect amount of gas on the exact dollar. So like Ooh. when you're hitting a little gas thing. And you like hit it and it's like, it just comes out straight like 22 and you're like, oh, let's go, baby. Yep. You like, you almost look around to like everybody that's also at the <laughs> gas station with you. Be like, you fucking see what I just did right there? That's 22 on the dollar. Okay. Let's go, baby. Okay. I like that. I like that. Real quick apology for any of the background noises you may hear. 
very sorry. We're trying to record this. It's Michael. <laughs> I like that number two, though. I like that. All right. My number two, also automobile related, similar to yours. I'm going to go with this pick. Say you are at either the mall or a sporting event, very packed, and you're going up and down the aisles, and then all of a sudden, like, the second car in backs out of a parking spot, and you're just like, yep, I have the perfect spot waiting for me right now. You just flick that blinker on, you're like, yeah, that's me right there, and you you have such a good parking spot in an extremely packed lot. That goes underrated. I agree. You want to know what, like, is like the the flip side of that though, when some d bag fucking pulls in like right in front of you to the spot when you have your blinker on, and then they like just whoop right in. Yeah, never or, had that happen to you. Or the people, no, that that's, that's that's never happened to me. Or the people who double park, who think that they're they're hot stuff because they've got a nice car and take up two spots. Suck or it. the or or the worst is when you get deked by the guy backing out when he's just like readjusting his parking oh, spot. Yeah. <laughs> so you sit there with your turn signal on and then he's just like, nah, man, I'm just trying to get like more straight in this parking spot. Yeah. Right yeah. That's tough. That sucks. That's tough. Cause you're sitting there for like, you're holding up like the cars behind you too. And you're like, this guy's backing out. And then he's just like, nah, sorry. Like just readjusting. Yep. Yep. That, that's right. my number, number two there. Um, so I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the one I actually gave you as an example. For okay. this draft. Perfect. And it's it's getting double chicken at Chipotle and they only charge you for one chicken. I like that. That is the best. It just like there's never been a more mood enhancer, a day brightener in the entire world. When you go to Chipotle, you're like double chicken, they send it down the line, they don't tell the other people, and you're just like you're just sitting there and you know. Once like cause there's normally like the, the meat guy in like the first section and there's a the second section. And if they send it down to that second section, they don't say double chicken. Like you're just sitting there the whole time, like, oh baby, that's a big win. I'm getting, I'm getting <laughs> double chicken right here. Let's ride. So uh, I have an honorable mention that's very close to that. Do you want me to give it to you right now, or do you want me to save it? Save it. Okay. All right. So that's a good pick there. Getting double chicken at Chipotle for the price of one chicken. Good one. Good one. All right, I'm going to move That's on. That's my third. That's my third, yep, right? Yep, I'm moving on to my number three here. My number three is also car-related. Say you are going down a road. It probably more likely than not is going to be in the, Fuck. the city. Fuck. And this Fuck. is this is when you this just – Fuck, this is my number four. Fuck, I should have taken it at three. Yes. Fuck, you're I know cruising, exactly what you're going with. You're right cruising here. and you hit all the green lights. Fuck. <laughs> It's Damn just it. like it's just like you you don't you have no control over that and it's just like green light green light green light and you don't have to stop the whole way down. That's a, such a good feeling. I'm so mad I didn't take. <laughs> I literally didn't think we would have any overlap. That was that was that was my number four. I was going for that at number four. Okay, okay. Well, I jumped Fuck. up to num- my number three there. I like I said, I literally did not think we would have any overlap on this draft. So that's why I barely came up with any. All right, so I'm going. I'm going. Then my number four now is going to be such a child move right here, <laughs> but it's just the best when it ever happens. Okay, and it's it's when someone sets you up perfectly for a joke, like when you're oh. like, oh, you know, I think I have ligma, and they're like, oh, what's ligma? And you're like, ligma balls, baby, <laughs> dude. Like when someone just lobs that up to you, you're like, oh, I fucking got them. And, and, the and best- it's just the best. The best because like two. multiple people, like there's other people in the room that know it, 
and they're like looking at other people to be like, oh, who's going to answer this right now? Because I know what they're going for. And when that one poor sucker just lobs you up for it and you're like, oh, here we go. It's, it's also it's also really funny when you're with like one of your very, very close friends who understands your humor, who purposely throws that lob to you. Yeah. Yes. When someone when someone sets you up perfectly for a joke, just like, dude, let's fucking ride. Dude, that's like that's like great. old school Lob City, like Chris Paul to Blake Griffin. You know you're just cocking that back and yamming it home. He's dunking on Brandon Knight right there. It's just <laughs> it's yes. just dude, like and you, the thing is like you you may like start it or whoever may start it and you're just looking around waiting for it too. You're like your eyes are just like who's gonna do it? Oh like, yeah. Who's, oh, who's yeah. falling that, for this right that, now? That brings back such good memories. Someone falls for it, it just makes my day. Yeah. It's like, let's go. Yep. The assist on that joke too brings back such good memories. Like you, you, you know that you're with a good group of friends when they throw you that lob. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. Because like, because like sometimes like the the very obvious one is the one I said like ligma or whatever. And so like your one buddy who knows it, you'll be like, dude, you hear about ligma. And then, like, nobody will say anything, and they'll be like, ah, I feel like you're trying to, like, fuck with me right here. And your one buddy that knows what he's, like, he's, like, trying to lob it to you. He's, like, talk to the other buddy. He's, like, dude, you don't know about Ligma? And then the other guy will be, like, oh, who's Ligma? And you'll be, like, Ligma balls, baby, let's go. <laughs> dude, it's just it's just the subtlest and the best. Dude, it's a great feeling. That's That's good. I like that. I like that. All right. So that was your number four, right? Yeah. Okay. Ah, I, all right. I'm going to give you my number four. Again, this goes back to my number one where I'm going to give it to you and I, I need you to clarify whether or not this counts for it. Okay. Okay. So this one is sports related. Specifically, we've been playing a lot of golf recently, but it also can correspond to baseball, basketball. I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's in a lot of sports, but say for instance, in golf, when you take the swing and you just make that perfect contact on the ball where it's like it makes the perfect sound. It just looks and feels effortless. It doesn't even have to go straight towards the hole, but you just got like the perfect hit on the ball or in baseball. Like it comes right across your bat. It hits it in the sweet spot. It doesn't sting your hands. It doesn't really matter where it goes, but it's just like the perfect shot, follow through, etc. Does that count? I might have to veto this. How come? Because it's like, it's like, I feel like that, like the, the subtleties, it happens. It, the, the best thing about the subtleties is, is that it doesn't happen very often. And like, when you're doing that, like with like baseball or golf, you have multiple chances in one day to, to like do that. Like yeah. the subtleties are like, it's maybe something that happens to you like once a month or like once a week. And it's like, yeah, you know, like maybe this happens today. Like maybe, and you're not like really expecting it, but like when you're going out there and when you're golfing, when you're, when you're playing baseball, like you're expecting to hit that sweet spot every time. <laughs> you are expecting to, but it yeah. doesn't happen that often. Yeah. But like a lot of the times, like when I go to Chipotle, like I'm not, I'm not expecting them to give me double chicken for free. All right. All right. Fine. So I'll, you want me, we'll, we'll veto that one. I mean, I'll give it to you if you want to take it, but I think I, I wouldn't classify that as like a subtlety in life that, you know. Okay. All right. Then I'll, I'll just move on to my number five and then I'll use one of my extras to fill in after that. So we'll veto that. That's fine. That's fine. The one I'm going to ch- change to you. 
I think you have an argument for vetoing this, but I think it's such a small period of time that it works. And that is like right around now, like this time of year, it only happens that you have like maybe a two week period where it's like the perfect driving weather at night where you can drive, roll your windows down and turn the heat on low. And it's just the perfect temperature. I mean, I'll give it to you. I don't, think it, I don't think it would necessarily classify as a subtlety, but I'll give it to you. I mean, because it is, it is the best. You have, you have like maybe 10 days a year where that just works out perfectly, where it's cold out at night, but not cold enough that like you're freezing and then you just turn the heat on low and it's like between the combination of the heat and the outside air, it works perfectly. Yeah, I'll give it to you. I like that. I'll give it to you. All right. We'll Let's go with that. Time. We'll go with that as my number four then. All right. So then my number five. I'm going with this because it's what inspired me to to text you about this. Okay. Because it happened to me the other day. So my number five is pulling into your garage slash parking spot right as the song or podcast you're listening to ends. Ooh, that's a and good one. And it's just like, dude, I fucking nailed that. Like I nailed that. that like, is- I don't have to. I don't have to pull. I don't have to pull the aux cord on like a good song. I don't have to like listen to the rest of this podcast with headphones in. It's like I nailed that timing and it has nothing to do with me actually driving. It's just the the most coincidence thing of all time, but it's a great feeling when you're like nailed it. I'm the best. That's a good one. I like that. I I did not even think of that one. Happened literally happened to me on like probably on Tuesday and it's what made me text you and be like, Hey, I think (laughs) this would be like a funny draft. Okay. I I, like it. It happened to me and I like got out of the car and I was like, that was fucking sweet. All right. Like, that that's was just a, cool. That's a good one. That's a good one. I like that. All right. I'm going to give you my number five, and then I've got two honorable mentions after it. So I'll let you I know. Got, I got a couple honorable mentions. All right. So my number five takes us back to our days when we were in school. Okay. And this is when the teacher asks a question to the class, and you have absolutely zero idea what the answer is. And then she looks at you and then picks the person right next to you. And you don't have to answer in front of the class. Oh, okay. See, I like that answer, but I have a counterpoint to that that's actually better. Okay, okay, let's hear it. And it's when uh, the teacher doesn't think you're paying attention and calls on you, but you actually were, and you fucking know the answer, <laughs> and you just dunk on them so hard. You're like, oh, you didn't think I was paying attention? Well, how about this? And you just dunk on them with the answer right there. Okay, that's okay. the ultimate like get fucked moment. See, no, okay, see that one's good. You want, but dude, you want to talk about like these little subtleties make your day? That'll make my month. Yeah, uh, I'll have a good month the rest of the month because I just dunked on that teacher. I resonate more with mine. I feel like there were a lot more times where I didn't know the answer and didn't get called on, as opposed to the teacher not thinking that I was paying attention. Oh, no, I had way more times where the teacher didn't think I was paying attention, but I actually was. I just that, fucking That doesn't surprise on. me. Does not surprise me. Yeah, doesn't <laughs> surprise me either. All right, so that's my top five right there. You want? Let me hear your honorable mentions that just okay. barely didn't make the list. Uh, opening up a, a new jar or tub of anything. Mm. Like when you don't know it's new and you just whip it open and you're like, oh, new jar and you get the first scoop. Peanut butter. Yeah, yeah. Just of anything. Just of anything. Peanut butter is really ice good, cream, though. Ice cream, peanut butter. Even, ice even cream. like when you're, when you're making toast and you get the first scoop of the butter, like in the, the margarine. Yep. Oh, that's big time, too. Yep. Just any, literally anything. That's good. That you open up the first thing of, 
big time. I had hitting multiple green lights. Uh, finding money in your like pocket or like a gift card in your wallet that you oh, just didn't have. Yes, that's that's big time. I like that. Like the other day, I like I was going through my wallet, whipped out a gift card. It was like nine forty to Chipotle. I was like, I'm going to Chipotle today, baby. How you doing? Yes, that is such a good one. Didn't even know I had this free Chipotle. That's a good one. Uh, and then my last one was correctly calling your shot or something to happen. Oh yeah. So like a lot of times we do it in baseball with like the White Sox where we text each other and be like, like you were like, oh like yeah, it's gonna hit a home run today, and then he did. Like that's awesome. Yeah. Whatever you can actually do that or be like, hey. I'll bet you today that like so and so does this, and then it happens. That's a that's a great feeling. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Those are good ones. All right, so my I have two honorable mentions left because I had to call that audible on the one that got vetoed. So the first one I'm going to mention to you is the one that I was talking about earlier when you were talking about the Chipotle, um, and that is say for instance when you go to Chick Fil A, you order an eight piece nugget, you open it up to find nine nuggets extra in there. Nugs, extra <laughs> nugs. That's a good one. That's a good one. And then my second one, also, uh, shout out to uh, any of the bars that support the Shed Some Light Brothers. And it's when you go to your favorite bar and uh, the bartender doesn't charge you for all the drinks you had. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's go, baby. That's, that is such a good feeling. When you just, you're boys with the bartender, you're like, hey, we've been in here, we've been in here a lot. Everybody knows the deal. Yep. Bang. Yep. That's that. off of off of like kind of what you said with the with the Chick Fil A though. When you get a when you order fries and you get the straight curly fry. Oh the straight yeah. curly fries. Yeah, big yeah, time. yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that's in like some type of sitcom. Uh, where they talk about that. I want to say it's How I Met Your Mother, but I don't really watch that show. But if it is, don't. I'm sorry. I don't mean to plagiarize, but that is just one of the greatest things of all time. Yep, that's a good one. That is a good one. So that is our top five of the – it's the little things in life, man. Little things. <laughs> the little things. To Just get, the little things. <laughs> to get you through this Friday. We hope that, uh, you know, brought back some positive vibes heading into the weekend. Hey, hey if you got any of the little things that make you happy, we want to hear about it. Let us know. We want to hear about it. Yeah. So – all right, we are going to – let's see. Do you want to take a break or do you want to keep going? I think we're taking a break here. Head a break. All right, we're taking a break. We're grabbing some refills of our Miller Lights, and we'll be back to wrap up this 14th episode of Shed Some Light. Back to tower. Miller Lights, refills, segment three, Shed Some Light here. <laughs> coming to you back on this friday we've got our recurring friday segment of did you knows did you know baby this week we're coming to you accordion edition oh did you know all about the accordion so uh I, I haven't talked to you about this how did your research go uh i did it uh like half drunk during the white Sox game so okay there's um, that I, this one was so hard to find facts about like the past couple ones. I've had so many different facts that I could pull from. I literally have four things written down for this. Okay. I feel like, again, this is going to be another one where like, I basically looked up like one website and just like wrote down a list of facts 
And again, I feel like I'm going to pick the one that you know. Yeah, I I think I have the one that I want to ask you, but like I said, there were, it was it was so hard finding facts about this. And I I did not appreciate it. I thought there was going to be a lot more information on the internet about this. Okay. So, I think you go first this week. I'm going first this week. Okay. All right. So, a uh, a uh, pre pre-question to the actual question. Uh the middle part of the accordion, do you know what that's called? No, that's bullshit. You can't ask me that. Okay, so you want me to tell you that and then ask you the question? That 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 this first one doesn't count as your actual question. Okay, no, I do not know what that is. Okay, the middle part of the accordion is called the bellow. Okay. Okay, so... um. What's the top part called? The hello. <laughs> so... Uh, on average, what is considered the most ideal number of folds of the bellow, the middle part of the accordion? You know how it has those little spikes and ridges parts? Dude, okay. See, this is the this is the fucking bullshit that you always put me in because you give me a number that I have to guess, and I'm never going to get the exact number. Think about an accordion. Think about a fucking accordion. How am I supposed to guess a number of folds? <laughs> That's bullshit. <laughs> I don't know, fucking 22? Close. Close. That's bullshit, dude. (laughs) That's fucking stupid. It's 13 to 15 folds has proven to be the ideal length for a modern accordion. All right, you want to play the numbers game then? (laughs) I'll play the numbers game. All right, give it to me. Name name all three cities in the United States that that claims the accordion as their official instrument. You want to play the numbers game? We can okay. play the numbers game all, all right. day. Uh, I I have one guess. You got you got you got to get all three. New Orleans. Nope. Atlanta. Nope. <laughs> Is it cities I've heard of? Two of them you have. <laughs> Maybe three. Do they make sense? Nope, not not one bit. Okay, if we're being okay, completely okay. honest, not one bit. All right, I'm going Detroit, Michigan. You fucking got one. Really? Yup. Let's go. Okay, Detroit, Michigan. Hold on. This doesn't count. You already lost. If, I know. if you're if you're giving me 13 to 15, then you I know. Lost. I already lost. My my first guess was New Orleans. I felt like that would kind of make the most sense. I, I feel like it's it's like polka music that they're playing with the accordion though. New Orleans isn't playing no like accordion out here. Yeah, uh, New Orleans does a little bit of New everything. New Orleans got some like smooth jazz. <laughs> jazz? Hey, yeah, you can play I jazz. You can play jazz. All right, we got Detroit, Michigan. Um, I'm gonna go um, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Nope. Was I close? Uh, I mean, like define <laughs> close. Like one state away. Give me the state. Give me the states. Uh, Illinois and Minnesota. Ah, uh, Minneapolis. Nope. Saint Paul. Yep. Okay, Saint Paul, Minnesota. You're never gonna guess Illinois. Um, I'll be completely honest with you. Springfield. Nope it's it's not a big city at all, and I've I've never even heard of it. Okay. Uh, let's think here. Yeah, I got nothing. Skokie. <laughs> 
St. Paul, Minnesota, Skokie, Illinois, and Detroit, Michigan all claim the accordion as their official instrument. That's pretty good. Okay. You want to hear? You want to hear what the one the one I was gonna go with until you fucked me with this number game? Sure. Who was known as the daddy of the accordion? Oh, um. So I know I read the answers to it. I don't know it, but is it the guy from Germany? Nope. Okay, then yeah, I read it. Italy. But I- Pietro Dario. Yeah, wouldn't have guessed that one. All right, so so we're both two, three, and one. Yep. All right, so then do you want to run off your other facts and see yeah. if I knew any of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what is considered the uh, predominant center of accordion manufacturing? What city? Is it in the U.S.? No. If you could even name the country. Poland. <laughs> nah, it's Italy. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's... uh. Castel Fidardo. Let me just name Fidardo that city right off the top of my head. <laughs> C-A-S-T-E-L-F-I-D-A-R-D-O, Italy, is the predominant center of accordion manufacturing. Um, my other, my next fact, um, invented in the early 1800s by a German, could you name the inventor of the accordion? Frederick Bushman. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that, was, that was my number one fact. Who invented it in the 1800s? Could you give it in a German accent? Frederick Bushman. I was going Friedrich. Friedrich. <laughs> Friedrich Bushman. Okay. Friedrich and then Bushman. the other one, the other one, uh, I was going to get you with the numbers game again. Um, the uh, agreed upon length of the modern. 41 note keyboard accordion is what? Suck my ass. <laughs> That's my answer. Suck my ass. You're going to give me with the length. I don't even know what, like, where are you measuring from? Yeah, I have no idea. I should, see, that, that's the bullshit you're playing. <laughs> I'm going for the wins here. The agreed length of the modern 41 note keyboard we're talking, accordion. We're talking inches, inches or feet? Yeah, inches. 42. 19 and a half. Fuck off. <laughs> You're playing the semantics game. Hey, it's just, we got to know things about these facts, about these topics. Yeah, but you always go with the numbers and you make me guess an exact number. There's so many numbers thrown out there. I could have given you the but, range of 13 to 15 folds and then you guess 14. That's acceptable. Whatever. <laughs> I bet I could run down these my facts right here, and I'd be surprised if you get any of them. Probably. Like I said, I had four facts written down about accordions. Accordion? Okay, you want to hear mine? Yeah. The word accordion comes from the German word, German word, accord, which means what? Oh, this was another one that I read, but I don't know it. Musical chord or concord of sounds. Okay. Who are the first people to play the accordion in Carnegie Hall? Accordion. So I said. You said accordion. I said accordion and accordion in Carnegie Hall. Um. Tell me. Gene von Halberg, Abe Goldman, and Joe Bivano. <laughs> Joey B. In 1939. All right. Other one. What is the other name that people will sometimes call the accordion? The foldable piano. 
The squeeze box. <laughs> the squeeze box. I kind of like that name. I'm going to start calling it, hey, you playing the squeeze box? That's <laughs> <Yeah>, pretty nice. <laughs> Are you ready for my other one? Yeah. In the Soviet Union, there's once a television show about the accordion. What was it called? James and the Giant Squeeze Box. Play your accordion. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? What was the golden age? When when was considered the golden age for accordion? You get a time frame. Are you gonna Are you gonna give me a time frame? Nope. Uh, you have to guess a time frame. Ah. Um. Okay. I'm gonna go the. Uh, it's a big time frame. The accordion was apparently popping off for a long period of time. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna guess from the. 1880s to the 1920s. You got 20 years of it. The 1900s to the 1960s. The 1960s? Oh, yeah. Apparently, the accordion was popping off big time during the early 1900s. So, we actually didn't miss the accordion age by that long. I mean, it was still a long time, but not that long in the scope of human history. All right. So, then my last one that I didn't have. In the 1990s. What was the estimated number of accordion players in the United States? <laughs> um, you want to talk? You yeah. You want to talk about like we'll give you some numbers. This Go is a good one. This See, answer. this is a good fact right here. I wish I would have found this. The estimated number of accordion players in what year? The nineteen nineties. The nineteen nineties. In the U.S. In the U.S. Is it over a thousand? Yes. What? Is it over 2,000? Yes. Is it over 10,000? Uh, you got you to gotta guess something. Just give me a range. Is it between two and 10,000? It's between 2,000 and 100,000. Oh, that, oh, come on now. All right, I'm going to guess um, in the United States, I'm going uh, like 7,642. 7,642? Yeah. Multiply that by 10. 70,000? 75,000 was the estimated number of accordion players in the United States. Estimated numbers? There's no way. There's no way 75,000 people in the U.S. were playing the accordion. Um, Hey, I'm just telling you facts that I saw. In the 1990s, there was an estimated... 75,000 accordion players in the United States. I've been alive for 26 years, and I think I've seen five people play the accordion. A lot There's of closet no accordion players. There's no <laughs> A lot way. of closet accordion players. There is no way. Hey, that's a, just, hey, I, just reporting facts. That's a, that's a pretty good fact, though. That's a pretty good fact, but I, I would love to see 75,000 accordion players in the United States. I still think my best fact is what I should have went with the daddy of the accordion, yeah, Pietro Dario. What up, baby? The daddy of the accordion. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So now you know a little bit more about accordions. If you're ever if you're ever at a random trivia at a bar and they ask you about accordions, you don't know the answer, and you listen to this podcast, I'm sorely disappointed in you. Refer back. Refer back. Call the shed some hat, light boys. Give us a little hat tip on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let us know. Let us know. So that's that was a pretty good segment. Let's uh let's pick next week's topics while we're thinking of it. Next week, all right. Let me let me get this up real quick. 
We got our random topic generator being pulled up real quick. That'll give us our normal 10 topics. We'll narrow it down to three, pull up the random generator, number generator. We'll go from there. You ready? Yeah, let's hear them. Parachuting, insects, cards, lighters, gorillas, boxing, seashells, death, agriculture, and soccer. Okay, I have two inputs here. I'm eliminating soccer. Oh, you mother! I'm uneliminating soccer, <laughs> and I'm I'm adding lighters because we talked about the lighters at the beginning of the show, but L I G H T E R S, not L I T E R S. Yeah. All right, so then I'm uneliminating soccer, and I'm putting soccer in there as my Ooh. number two. You're so uncultured; it's un, it's not even funny. <laughs> All right. We got lighters, lighters soccer, soccer, and what do you want? What do you want left? You pick the last one. I'm between agriculture and parachuting. Agriculture. Okay, so we got lighters, <laughs> soccer, and agriculture. Yep. Please be number two. Give me a one, two, three. Give me one or three, one or three. No! 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 And you saw it live. We're going soccer. We're talking soccer next week. Let's oh. go. Yes. I might have to call out sick. Yes. Yes. Let's go. You uncultured swine. Oh Let's my go. God. We're talking soccer, baby. Man, use my team. Let's go. You're. I'm lucky that's, that's that this is on a Friday because that makes me – not look that's forward a big, to that. That's recording. awesome. That's a big win for you, boy. Gosh, I've, that. I've already eliminated that one when that came up in the past. Yeah, I, I uneliminated that, brought it right back into the fold. Let's oh. go, soccer. Gosh, did you know soccer? Woo! I don't like that. I do not okay. like that one bit. Well, we got to put some precedence on this because, like, you can't be like, did you know, like, who won the fucking whatever and whatever year okay there's too many there's too many like things like that so what are the stipulations that we have to fall between or should we talk about this down to to your to like european soccer it can't what can it just be about soccer facts in general like who invented soccer I'll allow you to I'll allow you to pull up anything about European soccer that's not like who won X in what year. Okay. It can't be who won whatever they play for in any year. Other than yeah, that, but it's you, free you, you can pull up facts about European soccer, like when did the European Soccer League or when did like the EPL start? Okay. Or like or like who you you can even I'll even give you like who has won the most titles. But you can't like pick like a specific year and be like, "All right, see, you're hey, who you're, won you're, like 2011." You're already an, at an advantage for this because you know a lot I'm more not. about soccer than me. I'm not though. Like, I know a lot about my team. Okay, I know um, Ronaldo and Messi, and the fact that you kicked the ball into the goal. Neither of them are in. Like, uh, I mean, I kind of guess they are in European soccer, but whatever. So, like I said, you're already at the advantage. Well, I'll narrow it down. I'll narrow it down from European to English soccer. How about that? Or soccer facts in general. Yeah, soccer facts in general or English soccer. 
Okay. The English Premier League. All right. That's fine I'll with me. It down, I'll narrow it down that small. That's fine with me. Amer- American soccer's free game. We Okay. All right. Soccer, baby. Let's go. God. Not looking forward to that. Fucking right, baby. <laughs> Shout out to the random number generator. Screw that number generator. Well, I think I think we got one last thing to do, and I think you are actually adding, for the first time, two people to your shit list. That's right. So this is a, this is a groundbreaking moment. Michael is normally the the down to earth, calm side of this podcast, and I am normally the fuck you. I'm going to add you to my shit list side of this podcast. So Michael adding anybody to the shit list is groundbreaking to say the least. I I was thinking about this all week between our recordings. And I just needed to add these people on there. Neither of them are, I, I don't think they're that controversial, but I just want to air it out there for the listeners so that you don't fall into either of these categories. So this first one that I'm going to bring up, Jack, you and I have talked about this before, but I want to, like I said, I want to get it out there to our family. And that would be anyone who goes to Chipotle and orders multiple orders in line without using the app. That's what the I, app is I, for. I 100% agree, but I've 1 billion percent done this. I've done it too, and I hate myself for doing it. Oh, yeah. I, I want to punch myself in the face. Yeah, that is what the app is for. Don't go up there and be like, yeah, I'm going to take a burrito and then a bowl and then an order of tacos and then a kid's order. No, just order ahead like a normal person and save us all the hassle of having one person order for four people in a row. It's It's more reasonable when – there's like not a big line, but when there is a big line, you've been waiting for like 10, 20 minutes, or whatever. And you get up there, you're like, finally, I got one person ahead of me. And then, and then it's mine. And they just order like four things. You're like, I'm going to fucking kill you in it's this line. It's the worst. The I'm going to go grab one of those plastic knives and stab you in the neck. The only way I can justify it is if you go up there and have four orders of literally the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy can just, and, and it's basically, I can justify it if they're bowls. Bowls, because a bowl is quicker than a burrito. But you still. can just whip out the bowls and then you know hit whatever you want. A burrito, you gotta like cook and then you gotta wrap and then that's just the worst. Gosh, I that just gets under my skin so much and I can't stand it. But I agree. That's I agree. That's the first one I'm not fan. So second one, even probably even less controversial than this, but I just want to hear your take on it. And these are the Instagram accounts that put up polls. Where it's like, like the picture for this thing and comment on the picture for this thing. No, no okay, see, I'm, you no, no, can't no, I'm, do that. Um, no, no, no. Okay, so I, I, I know what you're saying, but Twitter is way worse. Where it's like retweet for this and like for this. Like, obviously, everybody's gonna fucking like it. Nobody wants to retweet this. But, but that's the thing. Even on Twitter, when you're liking and retweeting, you're just pressing one button. On Instagram, it takes like 0.2 seconds to like it, and it takes like 20 seconds to write out a comment. So clearly the thing that you're liking is going to win every single time. Yeah, it's the same thing with retweet and likes because nobody wants to retweet anything because then all their followers are going to see it. But no one really gives a fuck if you like anything because it just goes into your likes. It it came up on my Instagram page the other day where it was like 
it said it was like I think it was like like for Michael Jordan and comment for LeBron as like who's the best ever. That is such an unfair poll because of the amount of effort it takes to place each of those votes. Like if you think that that's a legit poll, you are out of your mind. And I can't can I show stand you some, that. Can I show you something? Yeah. Over over Zoom right now. Do you see what's highlighted on my phone right there? Can you see that? Um. No, you're going to have to, well, barely. Like slash comment polls are bullshit. <laughs> they are. They're the I worst. I fucking have that. I had that. That's my third thing down on the thing. I've had that written for so long. They're the worst. The absolute worst. You will never find that on the sheds, on any shed some light Twitter or, or social media. Excuse me. Fuck that. That is, I mm, don't do that, people. Really grinds your gears, doesn't it? Really grinds puts my you, gears. Puts, you, puts them on your shit list, doesn't it? <laughs> Don't do that. So, so I actually have someone to put on my shit list. Okay, not surprising. <laughs> That's a, it. It <laughs> can be a daily occurrence if I if we really want to get into it. All right, so I'm putting on my shit list. This is more of a like stop doing it type of thing. Okay. So every new parent does this and i'm gonna say stop doing this because it's basically every new parent that i'm putting on my shit list <laughs> i know where you're going stop fucking saying baby's ages are like blank months after 12 months old you're just fucking one stop saying they're oh my baby's 18 months old your baby's one and a half that's it, it. Like, yeah. stop saying your baby's 17 months old 19 months old shut up your baby's one and then he's one and a half and then he's two that's it guess what I'm, what? Th- I'm 315 months old. Yeah, like what the fuck? <laughs> why, are you, why are you saying it by the months? You get you get up to 12 months. My baby's 11 months old. And then once he turns 12 months, he's one. And then when he turns 18 months old, he's one and a half. And then when he turns 24, he's two. That's it. Stop saying, oh, my baby's 20 months old. Hey, why? What's the point of that? I like, Why do people do that? Once he turns 12 months, you're one. You're one until you're one and a half, and then you're two after that. I don't get it. There's absolutely no it. reason after, you're, after you are 12 months old to say anything, but they are one, one and a half, or two. My baby is one year old. Yep, I'm with you there. My I'm baby's 14 there. months. He's one. They're one year old. <laughs> okay? Being, being 14 months old and being 12 months old, there's no difference. You're one. That's it. Yep. There's, there's absolutely no reason to be like, oh, I'm blank months, years old. Or blank months old. Months, years doesn't really make any sense, I guess. But if you're if you're blank months old, just shut up. You're a one. You're, you can you can do it up until you're 12. Until then, I'm okay with it. 12 Once months. 12, 12 months. You're a, you're a one year old. Yeah. And that's it. You get one, you get one and a half, you get two. That's it. Yep. I got no problem stop, with that. Stop saying you're blank months old after 12. What if we just all went by that? What if like right, right now I was just saying, hey, I'm 315 months old. I'm too dumb to be a part of that. I can't do the math. If you said you're like 300 and some months old, I'd be like, I don't know. It could be like 50. <laughs> 315 months though doesn't sound like that long. I mean, it's kind of long. Yeah, it sounds like a fucking lot, though. <laughs> so you think I'm 50 right now? No, but like, I, you could tell me you're like 
22 to like 30, and I'd believe you. I'm not doing the math to divide that by 12. True. Like, I'm not smart enough to do that in my head. I'm a dumb human being. Simplify it as much as possible. <laughs> even when, dude, swear to God, even when they're like they're 14 months old, I like do a little mental math, like 14 minus 12, that's one, two months. All right, all right they're one year old. Like, just say your 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 baby is one year old. What's the difference between saying your your baby's one and your baby's fourteen months old? He's actually not one. He's one and two months old. Fuck you. <laughs> I well, fucking I, I, I hate people who do that. Maybe when you're a dad, we're gonna rehaft, we're gonna have no, to revisit no, this episode. I I will die on this hill. <laughs> I'll make sure whoever I marry knows that stance before I like marry them. Cause that, that that's the same thing as like the under toilet paper. That's a deal breaker. If she's like, no, I want to say my baby's 22 months old and be like, yep, I'm out. See you you later. I'll find somebody else. Not a shot. (laughs) The dating pool for Jack is going to be awesome. It's slim picking. (laughs) You got to, you got to meet some strict criteria. Going like e harmony, <laughs> just like put that in your profile. Put, can't put the toilet paper under and can't say that they're blank months old after twelve. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I bet all the ladies will just be flooding in. <laughs> Probably. So, on that note, we're going to wrap up episode fourteen of Shed Some Light. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope you have a fantastic weekend. Drink some Miller Lights responsibly, of course, <laughs> as Jack and I will be doing. Uh, in the meantime, though, please, our audience, our fans, our family is growing. Tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out. You can also follow us on all social media. At On Instagram, we are at Shed Some Light Pod. Twitter, it's at Shed Some Light. And if you want to contact us via email, that's fine, too. Don't worry about it. We got Shed Some Light Podcast at gmail.com. Jack, anything to leave the family with for the weekend? If you got any good names you want to be called, let us know. That's right. We're happy to hear. Yep. Other than that, keep them cold. In the meantime, hope you can enjoy some Miller Lights responsibly this weekend. As Jack said, keep them cold.